send the Holy Spirit for Jesus' sake. Touch. Right now, in Jesus' name, touch. More. More Holy Spirit. Father, we need your presence. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Father, we're asking for an outpouring of your spirit in this place. We're crying out for an awakening. We're crying out for you to visit this place, God, powerfully in Jesus' name. We can do nothing without you, Lord. We are totally, totally under your, under your authority, under your power, and we're calling for you, calling, calling, longing, longing for your presence, longing for your glory. Touch, Holy Spirit, touch, I pray. Toca, Espirito Santos, ben. Touch, I pray, touch in Jesus' name. Come, Spirit of God, rest, your, be, rest on us. Visit us. Let times of refreshing come to us. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God. We are powerless. We are powerless without you. We hunger. We hunger. Bring righteousness and bring holiness with you. Bring righteousness and holiness with you. Bring it. Pour it out, God. Pour it out right now. Pour it out in Jesus' name. I feel your presence in this place, Almighty God. I feel your power in this place. Release, touch, I pray. Touch lives. Touch, 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 I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit of Santos. Touch, toka, more, more, mas, mas, more, more, more. Come on, people, come on. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Shall. Oh, more, more. More, more of your presence, more of your presence. We need you, Lord. We need your presence. Come, come. Let our, let our ears, our ears hear the sound of revival, the sound of an outpouring, that mighty rushing wind, that flood of the Spirit of God, that touch that awakens the human soul. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, come, come. Hashatabababahasate. Oh, come on, I just wait a few more minutes, I feel such power in this place, in the mighty name of Jesus, come Spirit of God, touch, touch, touch,
touch. More, more, more. Father, let pain in people's bodies go in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, just reach forth your hand in power and touch and heal and heal. Harabasote, Shandarabasote. I'm going to take a big risk. I'm going to say, fire! Come on, let those living, let that, that living water well up inside of you. Let it become a, a rushing river. Let that river, let the river inside of you flow. Flow, 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 flow. Spirit of God, touch this dry and thirsty land. Touch this city. Touch this nation. Oh, for the sake of Jesus, let your spirit come. All right, well, touch your neighbor and say fire on your life. All right, well, <clears throat> today I, I was going to have Megan do announcements, and I'll probably do that maybe sometime after the service, but anyways, uh, I, what I want to do is I want to talk to you tonight. John's going to take up the offering. Brother John, if you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. You can go to the church app and look. Uh, you can give online. Bree's going to put it up online. You can give uh, through text to give. I know, I think I got an email and saying that that could possibly change. So look, uh, look for that. Um, of course, you can always go to the website and give through the website. Uh, <clears throat> I'm stirred up, church, because I've been, I've been, I've been uh, reading. Have you ever heard of a guy named Evan Roberts? A guy that God used powerfully in the Welsh revival. I've been, uh, I've just been hanging out, just hanging out praying for an outpouring of God's spirit in this place. We need Jesus bigger than any time. We need, we need Jesus to come in absolute raw power. Not so that we could grow some kingdom out of it, but that we, he, we, could, we could actually bow at his feet and go holy. Holy. Holy, cry. Let that sound come. That's the beginning of revival, the sounds of tears and weeping and crying for the presence, the hunger and the thirst for God, for God himself to have this God encounter, to have this touch of, of the presence of life eternal. I need a fresh touch of heaven. 
I need a fresh touch of heaven. And then the next day, I'll need another fresh touch. I had no idea what I was going to do when I got up here, but I know, I know the weeping, let the wailing begin. Let the crying and the moaning begin. Let it start to take place. These are spiritual voices. You hear it with the human ear, but what you feel is the desire of God to take over. It's not normal. It's not normal church to hear the cry of revival. Because every time a revival, every time a congregation felt that hunger of God, there would be noises and people would come and judge it. They can judge, but let's go with Jesus. Let's go with Jesus. Today, I want to talk to you about something that the very first question I have to ask you, because this is going to probably go against everything that you've ever been told, but I have to ask you, watch every jot and every tittle that I read from the scriptures. And then you have to ask yourself this question tonight. Do you believe the word or, you do, or do you believe what someone else has told you? Do you believe the word? Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to talk to you. The title of my message, Bree, is this. The Ascent of the Church. The ascended church, the church that is seated in Christ Jesus at the right hand of God the Father. Do you believe it? Do you believe that you operate from heaven to earth? Do you believe that you are above every principality and every power, above it? Do you believe you have the authority and power over principalities and powers. Dealt with scripturally. Dealt with the same way the Bible tells us, the, the way Jesus tells us to deal with them. You've been told that you do not deal with principalities and powers. Jesus deals with them. It is a lie. My life since 2007 in those private rooms have been dealing with principalities and powers. I feel it's time. We have come to a place, we have come to a season in God where it's time to transition into another dimension. Now you guys are either going to follow me or you're going to run away. But there's no other place. There's no other, there's no way to go. It's either in or out. In or out. Because I want a visitation of heaven for the rest of my life. Not just for, an hour, for a year, two years, three years, five years. I want a visitation for the rest of my life. Ephesians 3, or excuse me, Ephesians 1 verse 3. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. There's the scripture up there. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you believe it? Yes. I got a few over here. Do you believe it? Yes. I am going to tell you how to get there today. And then I'm going to be totally at the mercy of the Holy Spirit because I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. I'm telling you, I'm going out. I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim. But no matter what, God's going to be with me. Hold your place right there and go to... Second Peter chapter one. Verse three again. Second Peter one and three. Seeing that his divine power, uh oh, now we've been blessed. And now God's divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Do you see that? First, we've been blessed in the heavenly places. Our blessings are not here on the earth. They are in the heavenly places. They are in the spirit world. In other words, when you tap into the spirit world, it manifests in the material world. The same thing that Jesus did. It's the very pattern that Jesus did. He tapped into the Father, into the Father's dimension. And when he tapped into the Father's dimension, and he said what the Father said, and he did what the Father said to do, that spiritual dimension manifested in the earth. It's true. And he's done this. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. But here's the condition. The condition is the true knowledge of God. It is the true knowledge of God that he is, that, that, that those spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms and those divine power, that divine power that brings it into the earth, comes out of a true knowledge of him. It's not what we've been told. It's not that we, we don't deal with principalities and powers. We do. But we have to do it out of according to the true knowledge. The true knowledge of God. My first point tonight is this. Paul gave the reason God is worthy to be blessed in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Because he has blessed us, so we are to praise him. We are to worship him. 
We are to adore him. We are to give him extravagant worship and praise. Extravagant. There's this one song, I've been undone. I can't remember the lyrics to it, but I've been undone in his presence. I'm undone in his presence. It's time to think differently. God is speaking to me that we've reached a new season in time. You can see it with COVID gone. You can see God turning the tides. You know, I was asked the question. And now this is your own personal belief and, and what, what you believe is what you believe. But do you know why we have vaccination? Do you know why we have vaccination? It's called common grace. Because not all believe in the divine healing power of Christ. So God's got to have men create vaccinations so that humanity doesn't kill itself off through disease. It's called common grace. Common grace is this. The sun shines on both the righteous and the unrighteous. The rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. It's called common grace. It's a blessing from the heavenly realms. But what I'm talking to you about is spiritual blessings that comes upon the church that is giving to you the power to live a life of godliness. And everything in that power that pertains to the needs of this life. Everything. But we have to operate from a different dimension. We can no longer stay in this religious preaching mode. It's time to shift. It's time to throw the tack to 11,000 RPM. Well, come on, you guys know I watch uh, street rods and stuff like that, you know? I'm going 11 grand. That is really twisting the motor high. But do you believe, do you believe that the lack of, of being able to attain certain spiritual blessings has caused us to go through unnecessary problems? Absolutely. Unnecessary stuff. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not sure if I should share this, but I'm going to go ahead. You know, if I would have taken what was going on in those rooms home to my family, maybe, just possibly, Hannah would not have to have gone through what she went through. That's a lot to think about. But notice how Paul in Ephesians 1 and 3 uses the past tense. He's already blessed you. It's already. Bree, 1, Ephesians 1 and 3. The past tense, the has blessed, showing that this prospering of believers has already occurred. The prospering 
of believers has already occurred. And it started in eternity past. It was done before the creation of the world. The church, the church ascent is this. In Ephesians 1, verse 3, you have been blessed. Now, to attain those spiritual blessings, you have to follow the heavenly realms further through the book of Ephesians. And you drop down to Ephesians 1, 20 or 121, where it says that Christ, that Christ has been seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms. Put up 121, please. And watch what it says. I believe it says, if I remember, it says, for Christ's sake, or for the church's sake. For the church. Ephesians 1 and 21. And then the next one is in the ascent. Now, We've been blessed in the heavenly realms. Now Jesus has been enthroned over all the principalities and powers. In other words, far above every ruler of darkness, both in the natural and in the supernatural. High above, far above. When God says far, he means far. Far above. And then we get into Ephesians 2 and 6 where the Bible states that we have been seated in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That is here to tell you that you are far above all the forces of darkness and the sins of mankind. The answer is in the church for the world. That is the answer. God decided to enthrone you over every ruler of darkness, over the highest of highest, even the devil himself. The question is, do you know how to scripturally handle him? That's the, that's the question. But you've been seated far above. And if the church can understand this and take this ascension and have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there could be something very shocking and awe-dropping when this happens. Because when God speaks and the church speaks in unison, the material world can manifest anywhere. Anywhere. God spoke and the world was created. Do you believe the scripture? Now, if you've been seated with all authority and power and you are speaking scripturally what the Holy Spirit is speaking, there is no other choice than manifestation. It is the ascension of the believer to get to a place in the heavenly realm where the manifestation of the dimension that that person walks in materializes. And then he says, in Ephesians 3 and 10, watch what he says. Blessed there, how do we get the blessing? 
we follow the road. The very first way we get blessed is this. Christ must have gone before us because he is our forerunner. He is the apostle of our great faith. If Jesus doesn't go, we can't go. But since he went and God has called him the head of the church and us the body of the church, where the head goes, the body follows. Oh, come on. Do I feel like, I feel like kicking chairs over tonight. And because, because Jesus went, the Father says, now I'm going to save you in him. And where he went, and his ascension, and his glorification, and his authority, and his power is going to be manifested in the church. I will it to be so. And so you see Ephesians 2 and 6, where the church is seated in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms. Now, why? Now that we're there, why? Well, here it is. It's up on the screen. So that the, manif the multifaceted wisdom of God might be made known. In other words, through the awakening, through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's not about signs and wonders. It's displaying the wisdom of God, number one. Number one. That's how the church arises, that seeks, that seeks the oneness of the Father, that communion with the Father, and that ascension where we become so spiritually in tune with the Holy Spirit that principalities and powers in the heavenly realms, I'm talking about the rulers of darkness, have to let go. They are, they are made, they are forcefully made. This is all, this is a war when we get to Ephesians 6. It is a war between the church and the kingdom of darkness. The war between Jesus and darkness is over. Jesus said it's finished. So why are we in a war? Because the church is in a war. Oh, come on. I know you're tracking with me. Every problem, every situation has been, has been caused. Everything in the church, outside of the church, it has been caused by the lack of the understanding of the Bible and the Spirit of God. I wasn't done with that scripture. And it, this wisdom, what is the wisdom of God? The wisdom of God is not only the authority of God, but the power of God displayed the way he wants it. The way he wants it. And it's to be made known through the church. And who, who does God want to know this finished work of Christ? The rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, both good and bad. Both good and bad. In other words, when the heavenly realms start to fall, so comes the revival. 
when the heavenly realms start to shake and tremble at the presence of God, right? The Bible says demons shudder in the pre at the presence of God. And they believe. And they believe. I have written this book series called Exploring Secrets of the Heavenly Realms because it is, a, it is something that needs to be known to the church. Not so much about a spiritual warfare situation, but the authority that God has given the church. This is mind-blowing what, what God is trying to unveil. You know, I was thinking, year, a few years ago, there was a book that in 19... Um, I want to say it was published in 1997, but there's this, there's this guy named Bill Johnson, and he wrote a book called Heaven, or, uh, Heaven Invades Earth, Heaven Invading Earth, or something like that. And I felt prompted to get it, and when I got it, it was a page turner, man. The Spirit of God was all over that thing. I was just like, whew, whew. And then I ran into this other book <clears throat> by George Eldon Ladd. It, it was called The Gospel of the Kingdom. The best book I've ever, ever read on the kingdom of God. It's called The Gospel of the Kingdom. It was so good and so anointed, I bought five copies to hand out to my children and my grandchildren. I said, you're going to need to know this. So powerfully. I had no idea what God was trying to tell me. All I knew was heaven needs to invade earth. Or how about this? The church needs to invade earth. The church needs to invade earth. If we're seated in heavenly places, the church needs to invade earth. Instead of becoming the earth, instead of being in the earth. We're in the earth, we're not invading the earth. We're not taking the, the multifaceted wisdom of God and displaying it. That only comes through an outpouring of God's spirit where people are in shock and awe of God's signs and wonders. How do you do this? Yes, Bill Johnson has, a, has part of this. Part of the key is, I had no idea, back in September when I was walking out those doors, the Holy Spirit says, you know how you grow this church? You grow it through uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Which is signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. And really the gifts, when we think of the gifts, we think of the nine gifts. But I want to tell you, any manifested power of God is a gift. It is a sign and a wonder. Anything that God does. Even a salvation is a sign and a wonder. And so... We are to make God's multifaceted wisdom known to the rulers in the heavenly realms because we are seated there. I'm going to submit this to you. God wants the rulers, even the angelic realm and even the evil realms to understand the glory that Jesus Christ, he would want to really truly understand the glory of the cross. The glory of the cross. It all comes back to the cross. 
all of this comes back to what God did in Jesus on that day when Jesus said it is a finished and all the things that have been foreordained in the Bible about the ascension of the believer all the way into the heavenly realms and seated by the Father and every spiritual blessing to be poured out through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I must go so that the Spirit can come. It will be better for you. Better for you. In Ephesians 6, we know that scripture. It all comes down to combat. It all comes back to the war between light and darkness. What is that war? It is the display of God's glory in a dark place. Listen to the scripture here. John 1, 5. John 1, 5. And the light shines in the darkness, and the, doc and the darkness did not comprehend it. Going back, going back to being blessed through the true knowledge of God... Darkness could not comprehend it. I am sharing with you that the, the, lack, the lack of the true knowledge of God is why we still have, we still are kind of tethered to darkness in certain areas in the church. Because we don't understand the true knowledge of God. We can't fully understand. I can, we can, I can give this Bible to 25 theologians of different faith and they'll preach it according to what they've been taught in Bible school. 25 different ways. So how do we become one church, one body, under one spirit? As Ephesians chapter 4 says, by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit draws people into one faith, into one body, one church, one true knowledge of Christ. Every time the power of God falls, it is because true knowledge is being displayed and it is the extent of that true knowledge that releases the power even to different dimensions. How much do you walk in is the question. I feel something burning on the inside of me, people. And it's time that we return to prayer. It's time to be faithful to the prayer meeting before service. Souls depend on it. Ian Roberts prayed 13 years. You know what he prayed for? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. 13 years. That God would come and touch people with the Spirit. Now obviously a whole lot more happened than just the touch. But did you know some of the stories that I, I, I read about Evan Roberts? The revival was so intense. The revival was so intense that even the miners were getting saved, and because the miners were getting saved, the donkeys would no longer understand the language because they would curse at the donkeys, and the donkeys understood command by curse. 
Now blessing was coming out and the donkey's ears could hear nothing. Oh, come on. When the true knowledge starts to hit the world. Well, come on, you know where I'm at, right? Where's that passage in Numbers? Where the prophet needed, a, the prophet needed to be restrained uh, from a donkey speaking to him? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Ephesians 4 and 8 says. When he ascended on high, he led captive... He led captivity captive. What does that mean? It means the freedom of people, the freedom of souls, the freedom of men. What was captive now becomes free. And then what, is, what does the scripture say? And he gave gifts to men. That means women too. That's supposed to be a little funny since I'm kind of really on a on a serious message here. But he gave gifts to men. What are those gifts? Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything. Everything through the divine power of the Holy Spirit. Church, as I'm ready to conclude this message, I'm telling you, I'm feeling this is more, this is more than just a spiritual uh, atmosphere where the spirit of God has a rain to move I don't want a rain to move I want I want the latter outpouring I want an outpouring that would harvest souls so I'm saying Holy Spirit come for Jesus sake for Jesus' sake now I step off off the plank and I'm either going to walk on water or I'm going to sink but let's stand because now that I've preached it I feel there's certain people in this audience right now tonight they need second heaven deliverance and that the power of the Holy Spirit and what's going to happen you're going to feel something grab a hold of your brain and it's going to start to you're going to start to feel something going on in your brain and all of a sudden, every thought and imagination that comes from the kingdom of darkness.